Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Thousand Whys. I'm Shantin. In China, there are a number of cities that are qualified to claim the title of being the Venice of the Orient. For example, the city of Suzhou in Jiangsu Province and Shaoxing in Zhejiang Province. Naturally, in terms of the rich water resources and the complexity of the river systems, both cities deserve such a title. Actually, many towns and cities located in the same geographical region with that of Suzhou and Shaoxing are equally qualified of such a title. For the area they belong to, Jiangnan is always referred to by the Chinese people with the suffix of "water towns." So, water has become the most important factor that defines the features of local people and culture. With that being said. Let us row a boat together and flow into the area of Jiangnan water towns. Jiangnan, literally translated as "south of the Yangtze River," is first of all a geographical term, but with its growth in history, the term has developed into a wider concept in culture. Consequently, the area varies in size according to different references. The smaller one refers to the area around Taihu Lake, specifically including the southern Jiangsu Province, the northern Zhejiang Province, and the municipality of Shanghai. Both cities of Suzhou and Shaoxing I mentioned above belong to this version of smaller Jiangnan. The larger one could expand to the southeastern Anhui Province and northeastern Jiangxi Province. Some scholars even argue that the area could expand further to the south of Dongting Lake in Hunan Province and Poyang Lake in Jiangxi Province. No matter what, all these areas are mainly located to the south of Yangtze River, which has no contradiction to the meaning of its name, Jiangnan, as Nan means south, and Jiang refers to the Yangtze River. To most Chinese people. When mentioning about Jiangnan, some fixed images would immediately run through their minds: the misty rivers and lakes with decorative green trees, the exquisitely designed houses and pavilions with the backdrop of beautiful scenery, the elegant and graceful beauties, as well as the scholastic gentlemen and talented young people. You could say this is a stereotyped impression, but it didn't come out of nowhere. As we know, the cradle of the Chinese civilization was traditionally located farther north, along the Yellow River, rather than the Yangtze, where many prehistoric civilizations appeared. Many dynasties also settled their capitals in the north, leading central and northern China to become regions of military importance, as well as a thriving economy and prosperous culture. However, starting from the Western Jing Dynasty. That is more than 1,800 years ago. The North became embroiled in countless wars and battles, which started the first round of large-scale north-to-south migration in China. Many aristocratic families moved from the North to the South, bringing their advanced agricultural technologies as well as their rich culture and academics to the then sparsely populated and relatively underdeveloped areas of the south of the Yangtze River. Furthermore, in the last millennium, 
Jiangnan's prestige was further cemented, as more people, including a lot of aristocrats, escaped to the south due to invasions coming from the north, culminating with the Southern Song Dynasty relocating its capital from a city adjacent to the Yellow River to Hangzhou, another important city in the Jiangnan area today. Since then, Jiangnan entered its golden age due to the influx of talented people and literati, as well as its economic advantages. Since I mentioned the city of Hangzhou, I should also speak on Marco Polo, the famous European traveler and explorer from Venice. During the Yuan Dynasty, about 800 years from now, Marco Polo visited Hangzhou. And was overwhelmed by what he saw and experienced. He referred to the city as, beyond dispute, the finest and the noblest in the world. The amount and wealth of the merchants, and the quantity of goods that passed through their hands, was so enormous that no man could form a just estimate thereof. The prosperity of Hangzhou in Marco Polo's writing is understandable. As the city is located in Jiangnan, which enjoys an extensive network of rivers and waterways, as well as one of the most fertile plains in China, which contributed to make this area one of the busiest commercial hubs in China. Other than the coined term "water towns," another nickname of this area, the "land of fish and rice," could well explain the reasons behind its prosperity. Statistics show that by the middle of the Qing Dynasty in the 18th century, the region paid one third of all the taxes in China. If the prosperous economy was the only highlight to recall, then the name of Jiangnan might not be so outstanding to the Chinese people. As I mentioned above, Jiangnan has already developed into a wider concept in culture. This culture, with a strong personality of its own, has been part of the whole picture of the Chinese culture, and making its own contribution for quite a long time. Since we've known about the history of Jiangnan, it's easier to understand its integration of the Central Plains culture coming from North China and the Wuyue culture, its local original way of life. With such a feature of mixed cultures. It becomes more profound with the ability to withstand the tests of time. Another statistic gives us a different angle of the thriving local culture in the Jiangnan area. According to data from Chen Xielong, an official in the late Qing Dynasty, among the total of 130 top scholars produced in that time frame, more than half of them came from the Yangtze River Delta, which belongs to Jiangnan. That's why when Chinese people mention about those coming from Jiangnan, we would always say Jiangnan 才子 meaning gifted or talented scholars. Cities and towns here are also hailed as cultural hubs, with some having enjoyed the fame of thriving cultures for centuries. Suzhou and Hangzhou are always considered the most representative Jiangnan cities to both Chinese and foreign visitors. In Chinese, we even have a proverb saying. Up in the skies, there is heaven. Down on earth, there is Suzhou and Hangzhou. To express our love toward these two cities that both boast rich natural and cultural landscapes. Well, there are a number of other cities and towns that can stimulate people's imagination toward Jiangnan, like Yangzhou, Shaoxing, Nanjing, Zhenjiang, Ningbo. 
Yeah, the list goes on and on. As I am finishing today's topic about Jiang Nan, I think it is best to end it with a famous poem composed by Bai Juyi, a renowned poet from the Tang Dynasty. The title of the poem is Yi Jiang Nan, here translated as "Dreaming of the Southern Shore." Fair southern shore, with scenes I adore. At sunrise, riverside flowers redder than fire. In spring, green waves grow as blue as sapphire, which I can't but admire. <laughs>